campers welcome to camp monster masquerade camp i'm your camp counselor camp counselor faith <laughs> and i'm your camp counselor mint is that how you uh introduced yourself whenever you were an actual camp counselor it's it's a lot more like trying to get them to pay attention to you so a lot of like if you can hear my voice clap once <laughs> if you can hear my voice clap twice if you can hear my voice quack three times, quack. And then you know which ones. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then you know which ones are paying attention. That's funny. I hope you all are ready for the camping festivities. We're gonna make friendship bracelets. We're gonna have terrible eggs. Hmm? I'm already bit up by ants, and we got some mosquitoes. It's hot outside. Yep, you'll just have to get used to it. S'mores, we got those. And we'll have a scary movie night where we'll watch The Final Girls, uh, 2015's The Final Girls, but not Final Girl, which was also released in 2015 oh. and also stars Tyler Shields. Uh, no, <laughs> This is the, uh, would you call it like a parody? It's kind of a parody dark comedy. Yeah, I would call it that. Okay. It's a... Uh, comedy horror movie is directed by Todd Strauss Schulzen, who I looked at his uh, IMDb and the only the only other credit I could see was uh, the Christmas Harold and Kumar movie, which <laughs> makes a lot of sense. <laughs> oh no. It was also written by M.A. Fortin and Joshua John Miller, uh, who is the son of Jason Miller who is an actor who was in the original Exorcist movie. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So a lot of the plot for this movie is like kind of based off of his own relationship with his dad because his dad also passed away. Yeah. And so he like directly relates to the main character. I was reading about that. This is a movie that takes place in a movie that is essentially <laughs> Friday the 13th. And... <laughs> It stars the girl from American Horror Story, who I can't remember the name um, of. Um, it's like Te Tessa. Tessa. Tessa Farmiga. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. This was a movie that you had recommended, and yeah. I had, like heard about but never seen before. It's funny because the the first time I watched this movie, it was like. We sat down to watch it to make fun of it. Like, we thought it was going to be really bad, but then it ended up being, like, kind of wholesome and endearing. So we were like, okay, never mind. Like, mm -hmm. not a bad movie. Because we have established that you do not like the Friday the 13th movies. No, I, they're so boring. And I don't like camp horror movies because, like, I don't know. There's a lot of people running around with their movies out. I don't like watching teenagers have sex. Like, that's what it comes down to, right? Like, yes. that's why I don't like, um, oh, what's that movie that everyone suggests? Like, the they, they claim it's a lesbian movie, but I don't think it really is. 
uh, with the hot girl and she becomes like a... Oh, Jennifer's in. body. Yeah, okay, Jennifer's okay. body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think because I know you also don't like It Follows, which is pretty yeah. sex heavy too. Yeah, and that one I just don't like because I was bored. <laughs> yes. That, um, it that one's aesthetics. interesting, but the pacing is slow in, in yeah. some parts. But no, like Jennifer's body, stuff like that. You know, I'm just like, I don't want to watch teens have sex. I just don't mm. want to. If they were adults, yes. then it'd be totally different. But mm. it's always teenagers. And I'm like, no. I would go to an adult summer camp. Yeah, that'd be fun. Sure. I, who am I kidding? I would not go outside. <laughs> if there's AC, <laughs> I'll go to an adult summer camp. You would say you'd be the, the person who's like hanging out in the nurse's station the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Give me a cup of water and like a lollipop. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> a little pack of applesauce and you're oh, good yeah. to go. Heck yeah. But yeah, this movie is about a group of friends who find themselves trapped in a Friday the 13th movie that the main character's mom starred in. Uh, her mom like passes away in a car crash within the first like 10 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. And even from the get go, like their relationship is very sweet. Yeah. And I feel like it's the one thing that like really carries this movie. Definitely does. Because it definitely could have been a lot worse, I feel right? like. At the beginning, it feels like it's going to be bad. Like you're like, oh man, I don't care about teenage romance movie. I don't want to watch this. But then mm-hmm. it like it, it very much redeems itself. Yeah. Did you know that this movie was filmed in Louisiana? No, maybe that's why I was drawn to it. I have always <laughs> drawn to things in Louisiana. Maybe I should just live there if it wasn't so humid. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was filmed uh, over the, the span of a month in 2014. Uh, they'd written the script and then like were sitting on it forever because I think Fox had it initially and they were like, hey, we really like this script that you have, but uh, we want to remove like the parent relationship like themes in it and just make it more stereotypical slasher and a little bit funny would have been bad yeah and and joshua john miller was like please don't do this like i would (laughs) like this is my story like it's essentially about my dad like i need it to be this this thing specifically and so eventually i think they passed on it and it got picked up by another studio Oh, I have it backwards. I have it backwards. So initially, uh, New Line Cinema ha- had it. And I think oh. they're the ones who did... They did Nightmare on Elm Street. That's oh. what it was. Okay. Ah. They were like, just take out the parent. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, we don't want this to be emotional. <laughs> but that's what makes it so good. Yeah. And so like he was he was literally... There's a quote where he was talking about like watching his dad in The Exorcist. And he was like, there's something haunting, strange, confusing, and a little bit unnatural to see your parent constantly die in a film. But it's something that becomes iconic. And we tried to deconstruct what the effects of that would be and see what it would be like if you had a second chance. But that second chance was in the movie. Oh, that makes the movie even better, honestly, just knowing that. Mm -hmm. Like, that's so sweet. It's like kind of sad. And it's also like... I think maybe that's why the movie is so endearing because he was literally like, here's how I dealt with my grief in movie mm-hmm. form. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think that definitely helped it. It's it's weird because like the, the writing on this movie is pretty solid, but then the movie itself relies like 
pretty heavily on improv. Like most of its stars are imp- uh, improv comedians. Mm-hmm. Whenever they get in the movie, especially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have uh, Adam Devine, who I think you said just has like <sighs> the most punch me face. <laughs> he has the most punchable face. I just, <laughs> he's probably a nice guy, but anytime I see him in anything, I just want to deck him. And not in like a romantic way like Louise does in Bob's mm. Burgers, but in like a just shut up. And his character is like that in this movie. Like he's mm. even worse. It doubles down. And I'm like, I hate this man. <laughs> <laughs> There's a part where he makes a, a homophobic remark and just gets absolutely decked. And yeah, it's that. great. That was a good moment. It also stars Tomich. Uh, wow, that was not how that name goes. Tomich. <laughs> it also uh co-stars thomas middleditch who is a creep in real life but this was before people found out about that (sighs) fuck thomas middleditch why are men you know i don't know why they gotta do that would you like to know a fun fact i would always like to know a fun fact so we're talking about adam divine Mm -hmm. he met his now wife chloe bridges who played uh, the badass Paula. Oh my God. So he met her on the plane ride over to this movie. What? And and (laughs) he didn't know who she was. So she was like talking to him about the movie and he was just like super confused, but like this person seems really nice. (laughs) And so they talked like the entire time that they flew over and then they got on set and he was like, oh, I understand now. <laughs> That's so funny. Is he a himbo in real life? I, I feel like he I might I feel be, like yeah. he might just be a himbo. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's so cute, though. She it's is really cute. pretty. Mm-hmm. She's not in the movie for very long. No. But, <laughs> but even just like the outtakes between the two of them together, like in retrospect, is very cute. That is cute. Oh, that was like when they were getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. They're having a real good time. I know I'm going heavy on the pre-production stuff, like from the get-go. But hey, that's fun. In talking about the writing again, one of the things that they initially had in mind is they wanted to go for an R rating. Um, and I don't know if that was so they could like add more gore or if it was like uh, so they could say fuck more. Mm-hmm. Um, but in order to keep that like mother-daughter storyline, he accepted a PG-13 rating. Oh. That makes sense. Yeah. And then the movie after it was uh after it was finished with production premiered at South by Southwest. Oh. And Tysa, who we mentioned was in a whole lot of the American Horror Story uh, I like series. Her. She's my one of my favorites honestly in American Horror Story. She does really good. Um she was also in We Have Always Lived in the Castle, which is uh a super good movie. It's an adaptation of a Shelley Jackson book. Oh, yeah. I think I have that book from you on my shelf. Yeah, you do. I need to read it. <laughs> I'm the worst <laughs> about reading things. I'm like, here are my books. And then I don't read them. It was, it was very good. She had three movies premiere at South by Southwest in 2015. Dang. That was so her she year. So she was like, she was busy. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool, though. I think she is a good actress. I would like to see her in more things. Mm -hmm. Another fun fact. So I think when you watch this movie, uh, your initial thought, and I even said it earlier, is that this is like a play on Friday the 13th, Mm -hmm. right? 
It's yeah. actually based on another horror movie that is set on a summer camp uh, that is called The Burning. Oh, and burning? it's pretty much like, like note for note about a killer who has a prank gone wrong oh. uh, that leaves him with a bunch of burns. And then he goes on a uh, killing spree as an adult. 1981. Yeah. So literally yeah. <laughs> the exact same. That's really cool. Should we get into the like movie part? Yeah, we of can it? talk about the movie part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll start. Yeah. <laughs> it starts out with the daughter and the mother. They're in the car and they're like just having a normal mother daughter conversation, you know, finances, blah, blah. Her mom seems to be like struggling actress because everyone just typecasts her because of being in the movie that she was in. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, you're from that one movie and like they don't want to take her seriously so finances are tight and they're um the daughter i think she like knocks over some papers or something while they're driving or no she knocks over a drink onto papers or her headshots Mm -hmm. and the mom's like those are expensive and like looks down and then they get like e-boned yeah and it's really sad Mm -hmm. because that means like the last thing she said to her was you know like those are expensive and like just sad Mm mm-hmm and they were singing a song together. Oh, yeah, they were singing a song together. You mentioned that you were a big fan of the, the actress who plays the mom, right? Yeah, I could not remember what I saw her in, though. I need to look it up again. I think she's in that one. She's in 27 Dresses. Yeah, that's what I know her from. She's like the evil sister that's getting married in 27 Dresses. She's also in like Watchmen and a bunch of other stuff. I've definitely seen her face before. It yeah. looks very familiar. I've, just, I've watched 27 Dresses a lot. I don't like movies like that that often, but I do like that one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's a really good actress. Oh, I forgot about that. She played Debbie Harry in CBGB. She's a very good... CBGB? Uh, yeah, it's a it's a like biographical drama movie about like the punk scene in New oh. York. It has uh, Alan Rickman in it. He plays like the the club owner. Nice. It's super good. It's super good. Nice. Yeah, she's a she's a good actress. I like her. After after her mom uh, passes or dies in the car crash, Max, the main character, is very sad. Understandably. Yeah, she has depression. And I think I couldn't. I can't tell. Are they high school students? I don't. I think. They're high school or very early college. Maybe. I think they seem, they, they I think seem older like, to me. I feel like they're like 1920. Mm-hmm. Like they, they don't seem like high schoolers, but I don't know if it's because they're cast that way or what. Mm-hmm. But they could easily be like 20 years old. Yeah. But the way that they act a bit is kind of childish. So I don't think they're any older than like 21. Okay. Okay. That tracks. That's what that's what I would think. I could be totally mm. wrong. But like the way that um, the one girl acts about her ex-boyfriend, because now he's like, that's the part that I was like so iffy on at the beginning, because there's this boy and he has a crush on the main girl. And then she kind of has a crush on him and they're like, oh, crushes. And then his ex shows up and is like really cringy. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, I don't. But he's like, he's really sweet. <laughs> Protect him. He's like so nice. He's just like, are you okay? You know. Mm-hmm. He's like trying to be there for Alexander Ludwig, uh, who plays the love interest. Yeah. Also has a wild filmography. 
He was the kid in uh, Race to Witch Mountain, starring <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, he had a role in Hunger Games, and he was also in Final Girl, which was like a spy drama, like the same year that this movie came He's out. He's also a main character in Vikings, and uh, my boyfriend like instantly knew that like i i said oh, he's in vikings and he was like oh, he's bjorn <laughs> like he was like he knew he was like i knew it i knew it i've seen him from somewhere that's funny yeah. he is big tall and handsome yeah and he and he's has nice. two dads yeah he's lgbt friend he's like he's cool <laughs> yeah. so they're doing a study session uh when her best friend's sib stepbrother uh, I think they're, yeah. Stops by and essentially, like, he's a mega nerd and he uh, pressures Max into attending a screening, a double feature of the Camp Bloodbath uh, movies, which she has, like, actively avoided since her mom's death, Naturally. pretty understandably. Yeah. What does he, what did he say to, like, get her to, like, actually do it? I don't remember. Oh, he says he'd, like, do all of her homework or something. They have to be in high school then, right? Yeah. They look yeah, so okay. old, though. They look so mm. old. I don't know. Maybe it's probably just because they are older. Like, their actors are probably older. Right. Like a classic, right. we cast these, like, 25-year-olds as teenagers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, do you want to hear another fun fact? Yeah. This movie is kind of rare in that, for the most part, it was filmed in sequential order. Oh. Except for the very beginning of the movie. They filmed that last so that the actors uh, had that time to, like, get to know each other and could actually, like, pretend to be friends. That makes sense. That's really cool. Yeah. I like that. I like the um, the girl who plays her best friend, too. She's from Arrested Development. Mm Mm-hmm. She sounds very cool in doing like some of the uh, the reading uh, that I did for like the pre-production and stuff. <laughs> I feel like this movie could have gone like a lot worse. And thankfully, it was not, uh, I think, in large part because of its cast. So nice. do you want to hear some like scrapped ideas from this movie that yes. they ended up changing? Yes. So, OK, this first one is pretty gross. Um, oh, no. One of the plot points originally was that as they spent more time in the movie, the girls, their waist would shrink and their boobs would get bigger and they would become less intelligent. No, no. um, So that they fit in with the with the ditzier characters, I guess. That makes me angry. I'm glad they did not go with that. It's so gross, and I don't, I don't want to know what kind of like weird special effects they would have had to yeah, done. Yeah, that would have been awful. Another thing that they ended up changing was uh, some dialogue uh, about a person that Gertie had slept with. Oh, they do mention her sleeping with somebody who's autistic, but then yeah. she's like, "Yeah, so what?" Like that's her uh, response to it. Yeah, so that I think initially they like leaned into that and went super edgy and she was like i'm kind of uncomfortable with that can we not nice i love her (laughs) yes i pulled up her wikipedia page and she's 33 so they definitely were not teenagers that was being filmed Mm -hmm. that's probably why they don't look like teenagers yes so they are at the they're at this screening this double feature for camp bloodbath 
and then the theater catches on fire. They try to escape, and when they wake up, they are in the forest, and they have found themselves in the movie. They run into, like, some of the characters from the movie who, like, drive by in a van, and then they have a weird interaction, and they just kind of drive off, and then... (laughs) 92 minutes later the bus drive or the the van drives back because the movie is going in real time it's so So, funny yeah so the actual runtime of this movie is 92 minutes and uh it is up to our characters to survive the 92 minutes of camp bloodbath yeah initially they are just like uh the other camp counselors think that our protagonists are also camp counselors but really weird ones who didn't bring anything with them to camp and who are dressed very strangely. (laughs) Who are dressed very strangely and they're very confused. I love the really ditzy one. I can't believe you guys are counselors too. We've never had this many before. When the kids get here next week, they're gonna be so pumped. Hey, where's your guys' suitcases? Because honestly, your clothes, they're disgusting. Says the guy in the crop top. What's up? Are you guys poor people? Are you guys poor? Uh, we packed light. Because they wait like twice, like two intervals of 92 minutes, I think. Yeah, they, they do. I think, yeah. First, they're like kind of passive and just like watching things play out um, until Max sees her mom and is like, oh, I wonder if I can save her because that would be really shitty to watch my mom die again. Yeah. She's like, don't sleep with that guy. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, Oh, yeah, because that's that's like the main thing. Like, if you take your clothes off, you die. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody who has sex in this movie beefs it. It's so funny. And they see uh, Billy, who is their stand-in for Jason, uh, who just like kind of stares at them. Like, he doesn't know what to do with them because they're not written in the script. Yeah. People start dying pretty quickly, like almost as soon as they get into the van, I think, right? It's like there are two people who are making out in the woods. It's like after they get there, the there's like someone that goes into the woods and then they're going to like, it's like her. Oh, yeah, it's her and a hiker. You're right. It's when they're in the car. Mm. It's like this girl and a hiker. Yeah. They get they get murdered. (laughs) Mm. Uh, So then they go to the spot because Thomas Middleditch's character wants to see everything play out like it's some kind of cool VR movie. So he like runs to the next uh, couple who gets murdered uh, to get like a close up view. And uh, (laughs) and and they're initially like, oh, don't worry, he can't hurt us. Like he's not going to do anything. And then he tries to take a selfie uh, with Billy and gets stabbed. Yeah, he gets big time stabbed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think I almost just pissed my pants. You did piss your pants. What? No, I didn't. Does he die? I can't remember if he comes back later. He comes back later and then dies again. Okay. But then he's actually fine. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Because he gets hit by the car. Mm -hmm. Which is also really funny. (laughs) But they they, like come back from the woods. Mm -hmm. And then they're just talking to everybody. That's where you get like the scene with like Adam Devine's character um, being homophobic and he gets punched. 
And then there's <laughs> there's a scene where uh, Max tries to stop her mom's character, uh, Nancy, not to have sex with Adam Devine as he's like standing <laughs> in the room. Yeah. In like the smallest pair of underwear. It's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, he's so attractive. Like, how could I not have sex with him? And then Max is like, no. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> it's so funny. And the, the music, anytime somebody starts taking off their clothes, the like scary music starts playing. Mm-hmm. And they have to like hurriedly cover them up. Yeah. And I really like the um, story time when they go back in time. That is really cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they start talking about uh, Billy, like, in the context of of his person in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they do the flashback and everything goes grayscale. And I do like how they play around with, like, the motion graphics and, like, text yeah. on screen and stuff. And whenever there's a flashback, there's, like, gray ooze that, like, covers yeah. everything. I love that. Um, I thought that was so cute. I like the part later on where she drags her mom into the flashback and then she's like, is that my voice? Why can I hear that? Like, yeah, she's so confused. Flashback, flashback, flashback! What? Just say the words. What words? Uh, Billy Murphy was a, a, a kid who went to camp here years ago. Tell me the story again. Hurry! And he was picked up for being different. Ugly. Keep going, don't stop. And what's ever the hottest one on record, the kids decided to play a little prank on him. Billy locked himself in the outhouse thinking he'd be safe, but he was wrong. That's me. Oh, that's what I sound like. I I feel like I would be pretty confused too. Like, oh, yeah. Reality just started to break like that. Like, what in the hell? (laughs) Yeah, the the middle of the movie is like pretty generic slasher, but it's Mm -hmm. also the people from the outside of the movie trying to stop it from happening and failing pretty horribly. And they're like, well, whenever the final girl shows up, we'll we'll work with her and everything will work out. But they make the mistake of like <laughs> being like, hey, by the way, you're not real and like revealing everything. <laughs> and so uh, she dies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Uh, Gertie falls in love with one of the characters from yeah. the movie because uh, they both like pins and <laughs> I think roller skating. Yeah, and that's, that's pretty cute. That is cute. They take the super... Can I call her a bimbo? Is that like... I, I don't know if that's like... Who's a bimbo? The the blonde one. Oh, the like really... The one who wants to get naked all the time. Yeah, you can call her a bimbo. Okay. It's like the opposite of himbo. Or originally, I guess himbo was the opposite of bimbo. <laughs> bimbo in parentheses endearing. Yes, and they put her in a life jacket and oven mitt so that she can't strip. <laughs> it's so funny. And she's not allowed to take drugs or anything. But then they're like, they're waiting. They're like, you have to strip. Also, at some point, she takes like an entire bottle of Adderall. Yeah, yeah. I th- that part was also largely improv, I think. Oh, no. But yeah, they decide that they are going to, in order to survive, they're going to like expedite the process of getting Billy killed. Yeah. And so in order to lure him out, they have her do a strip tease. I think while she's still wearing the mittens, like I think they literally just yeah. unzip the life jacket yeah. and put on music. Yep. She had to like rip them off. 
<laughs> Except that she's like spaced out of her mind because of the Adderall. <laughs> and then she like panics and their whole like trap house, like Scooby-Doo-esque trap house just goes terribly wrong and like everybody dies pretty much yeah everyone except for max the boy she has a crush on and her mom mm-hmm. yeah i it, this movie is like kind of i guess the gore isn't too bad even though it's pg-13 yeah because like tina fully gets like decapitated by a bear head um, yeah it's kind of brutal yeah, people get like shot with bows and arrows and then crushed by bookcases. Chris gets stabbed with a uh, with the machete, I think. Is that yeah, he uses the machete. Yeah. And is like, you two gotta get out of here. And so like determined to keep her mom alive for the chance of like potentially pulling her from the movie afterwards. Yeah, she like it's not healthy. She starts coping in an unhealthy way. She's just like, we can take the mom out of here and then show her the real world. And the boy she has a crush on is like, no. Are you sure you want to do that? (laughs) Like, we don't know what would happen because they they start talking about like, oh, she could go to college and like she could be a movie star and like all the stuff that her mom wanted to do and like superimposing those wants and needs onto this person. Who's essentially like, I mean, other than looking like her mom, she's entirely different, I guess. Like there's some small things that Max is drawn to because it's familiar, but like it's, it's, it's her own person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, I can't. That's a spoiler. It's kind of like a character in Final Fantasy 14, actually, though. Oh, heck. It's very interesting. Oh, heck. <laughs> I'm not that far yet. I'm you're still not, on the free trial. Not, but you'll you'll meet them eventually. <laughs> but yeah they they trigger another flashback scene uh in order to get to his like killer shack i think right mm-hmm. to use yeah, he's got like a little house to use killer dead shack. by daylight terms yeah, like, killer shack. take him to the basement mm-hmm. he kind of does i think max gets stabbed uh trying to fight off billy and then she accidentally slips up and calls nancy mom yeah. And then she's like, oh, I'm your mom. And she's gone. And they have a really sweet conversation. It's so nice. Where she's essentially like, oh, I know you would have been a great daughter. And even if like your mom, who I kind of am, is dead, like I know she would be proud of you and that she's still with you. Um, and then they share their friendship bracelets, I think. They do, uh, yeah. It's very cute. And then um, Nancy decides to let to like accept her fate. She goes out into the field and starts singing the same song that uh, the mom was singing at the beginning of the movie. And like she strips down and she gets uh, she gets murdered. She does. But the movie doesn't end yet because Billy still has to die. And Max takes the role of the final girl. Which is so cool. I love that. I love that they're like, you get over your trauma by being the final girl. Mm-hmm. It's a much better version of uh, this movie handled it better than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's true. That's very true. That's like the same theme almost. Yeah, but, essentially. But done way better. So they fight and she kills him and decapitates him. 
And then Chris, her now boyfriend, I guess, is not dead. And they do a little kiss as the credits like start <laughs> flying on screen. Kiss. And it's very silly. And then they hang out to like the very end when like the production logos and stuff start yeah. and like the anti-piracy uh, yeah, laws. I like that. That's a cute little touch. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I thought the movie was going to end right there. But then they wake up in a hospital um, and you're like, oh, I guess they survived the uh the movie theater burning down. We didn't talk about that much, but that is also done in like this really cool slow motion shot. And like, I guess the implication is that everybody in that theater fucking dies. Cause it is. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? Like it is on fire. Like it is, they are not making it out of there. Yeah. Uh, but all of her friends are alive and they're chatting and they're happy to have survived their encounter. Um, and then they hear the the music from Camp Bloodbath because mm-hmm. uh, they have landed in the sequel. In the sequel. Which, like, Halloween 2 takes place inside of a hospital. Yep. I wonder if it's, like, implying that they did die in the fire. It's just they're dead. Oh, I don't know. Now they're, like, stuck in the movies. Huh. I Maybe? just thought of that just now. Because it's like, I wonder if they just like were passed out from smoke inhalation, or, like hallucinating <laughs> this. Maybe, because it seemed like they would have been the only ones to get out because they like cut through the screen and yeah. like tried to leave the theater while everybody else was like panicked. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was a very soft door for them to like potentially do a sequel, but I don't know if they ever had like any intention of actually doing it yeah or if it was just like a fun like haha they're in the sequel now right okay so they were thinking about doing one which would have introduced uh max's father oh so he said it would depend on how well the movie did and how profitable it would be and i don't think there's i guess been not any... very <laughs> yeah, I I guess guess how not... well was it received like what's the rotten tomatoes on this let me see. Uh, it has a 74%. That's not bad. No, it's not. It's not too bad. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of. Um, oh, what's that one? Tucker and Dale versus evil. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I really enjoy that one. This one. This one. I feel like it definitely took me a little bit to warm up to it yeah. um, because it felt so like formulaic at the beginning. It really does. And like, like I said, whenever I first sat down to watch it, it was like one, it was very much a planned, like, let's watch a bad movie night. And then mm-hmm. it ended up being like, this is not a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I try to always suggest it to people. I'm like, no, it's not bad. I swear it's not bad. But it's it's pretty short. It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's only an hour and a half long. So like, we breezed through it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. If you like, don't want to commit to something super serious and just kind of like lighthearted, but you don't want to watch teens have sex like me, then this is definitely for you. (laughs) For sure. I think it very much um, is the product of like edgy white cishet men putting together comedy. Yeah. That like got saved by its cast. For sure. Goodness. Thank goodness. (laughs) Cause like, it could have been so bad. Mm-hmm. Like if they had only taken the advice of like Thomas Middleditch. Oh God. God. Oh no. <laughs> it would have just been so bad. Oh no. But yeah, I highly suggest it for a fun 
camp-themed movie. It's probably like one of the only camp-themed movies that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I still haven't watched the Fear Street camp one, though, so oh, that, that might end good. up up there. I need to watch it. I just never really wanted to watch it, and I was like, hmm, camp. <laughs> like we know one <laughs> so i found the uh she did not actually take uh adderall to do her fun oh, dance good. scene she just slammed energy drinks apparently <laughs> oh no that's still bad don't do that that's so funny oh and then there's like a very fun uh uh blooper reel thing yeah, i wish more movies had blooper reels at the end of them i love them i i'm a sucker for blooper reels i love watching people mess up their lines and then everybody laugh Mm-hmm. Never fails. I wonder how much of Adam Devine's character, like <laughs> how many of his lines were actually scripted and <laughs> how much of it was just like them turning on the camera and being like, okay, here's your goal. Go ahead. I feel like that's what they did. A lot of the bloopers are just like him. Like, I, I don't even know what, like him just going wild. There's so many uh, of him in the car with his now wife. Uh, just saying ridiculous stuff to try and get her to have sex with him and Uh she's like losing (laughs) she's like like, trying to be serious but she can't i do like seeing characters or actors break like that's that's always one of my favorite it's so funny it's so funny i just love blooper reels i need more horror movies with blooper reels because that's like very fun Mm mm-hmm because I imagine filming horror, you're not like scared all the time, obviously. So I'm sure there's like really funny bloopers of people in costume. Where are they? Please deliver them. <laughs> like, can you imagine like a Guillermo del Toro monster film or something? And like somebody's in their full like monster gear. Uh-huh. I think there, there's one. Um, wasn't it uh, Skarsgård as Pennywise? He can like actually do that thing. With his yeah. eyes or whatever, he actually scared one of the kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, the, the behind the scenes for it are very nice. Yeah. Um, oh, another fun fact that I forgot to mention. Nancy's character got her name from Nancy in Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, nice. Because everything is they like pulled a from reference. Yeah. I love movies yeah. with references. I think this one does it well and Scream does it well, obviously. I love Scream. Yeah, I don't know if I have like too much more to add. No, I mean, it's just good fun. Good fun. We haven't done like a let's dissect this intense horror movie in a while. Maybe we could do that with Nope. Oh my gosh. Okay, so (laughs) I'm looking up uh, some like additional trivia points. They changed the ending of it. So the original ending featured Max and Chris waking up in the hospital as the only survivors, uh, but it was too much of a downer. So uh, yep. they wrote a new ending where the, the friends survived too. Aw. <laughs> but then both endings were received poorly, so they did a mishmash of both versions. <laughs> huh. Huh. Oh, and then it's revealed that uh, Kurt's character, uh, the Adam Divide's character, um survived his car crash uh (laughs) all his limbs are like broken and uh (laughs) they brought him back because the studio liked his character so he's alive for the sequel that's so funny his character was the worst but it was funny but i was like shut up he was definitely very good at playing like 1980s jock 
that's just awful. I think that's the only thing that he plays and like he's he's yeah. okay with that. Yeah, very typecast. It's because of his face. I'm telling you, that punchable <laughs> face. <laughs> I think that's it. It's a pretty basic. It's a pretty yeah. basic one. Yeah, going to camp, Mumbai, yeah. uh, murders. But it's got a cool little twist. I like movies with a little twist. No kids in this one. Yeah, just I teens. guess because it's like before the campers are supposed to show up. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe you don't have to see kids. That's how the quarry is, too. I still need to play that. Yeah. Another camp horror thing. Camp horror is like, why is it such a big genre? Are camps like naturally creepy? I've never been to a summer camp. Uh, I don't know if they're naturally creepy, but I guess the idea is just like, if you are staying in the woods, it is scary. Because like, even when I worked at a camp, right? There were, and it was like a, it was like a Jesus camp that I worked at. Oh, no. You had camp counselors who were like, oh, yeah, there's like part of the campgrounds where cultists used to like show <laughs> up and perform rituals and sacrifice oh animals. Uh, what the heck? At church camp? Yeah. Like what? before it was a church camp. And sometimes you can still hear people sneaking onto the campgrounds. It's like, that's not a thing that. That's not a thing that happens. I don't know. I don't know why camp horror is so. You know what I? You know what I bet it is. Hmm. Because it's cheap. Oh yeah, that's true. Very easy you don't setting. Have to, yeah, if you don't have to build sets and you don't need a whole lot of lighting, just some trees. That's like a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Some cabins. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And there's campsites everywhere, so you know, I just use yeah. an existing campsite. Plus, I think the woods are just creepy. Like, ooh, what kind of scary man could be in those woods? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't go outside that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I went to a camp once as a kid uh, with the Girl Scouts. Actually, it was like a cabin camp. Yeah. Oh. Now that I remember. Fun. Yeah, I think so. I don't remember like particularly enjoying it. I'm not. I mean, I'm just not an outdoorsy person. Mm-hmm. I love animals, but I don't want the sun to be near me. <laughs> <laughs> You're good staying in the train car. Yes, I love the train car. It's so nice. I get so many compliments on my Texas Chainsaw shirt when I wear it to work. So Do you really? I met this guy. Okay, we can we can keep this in the podcast because it's funny. Yeah. This guy came into the store and he saw my shirt and he's like, I like your shirt. And I was like, thanks. You can go to Kingsland, Texas, and you can stay there and eat at the place. And he was like, that's so bizarre. And I was like, I guess. And he was like, no. And he was like, you're the third person in like a week to tell me about that place. And his nephew <laughs> straight up had his birthday party there. He was like, I what? guess. Yeah, he was like, I guess I need to go. <laughs> and I was so like, funny. you should. And he was like, that's so weird. <laughs> but I thought that was really cool. I'd just been spreading the word. I'm like, you should go there. to <laughs> like that's everybody. So I would love to go back. I want to go back so bad. Now that I'm like in better health, because that, that I was not well when I went. Like I was, that was like right before I was in the hospital. So I'd like to go back now that I am much better. I forget. I don't know. I can't remember if this is a conversation that you and I had or if it was one I had with somebody else. But I think it would be really cool if you did a wedding at the Texas, like in front of that restaurant, right? Because oh, yeah. it's a very nice. 
area. Oh, nice. And then you get to the part where they're like, does anybody have good reason why these two should not be married? <laughs> oh, no. And then someone just dressed as Leatherface like comes out of the the that house. That would be cool. That'd be so cool. And you can invite all the Corvette people. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> or you could have Leatherface officiate your wedding. Oh my god, yes. Either have or. him have him make an entrance by coming out with the chainsaw. <laughs> and then he just like grunts the, the things he has to say. Can you rev the chainsaw to here comes the bride? I was about to try and make that sound with my mouth, and then I stopped myself. I was like, uh, you know what? I don't know what a chainsaw sounds like now that I think about it. It's like, mm-hmm. no, it's not it. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. Is there anything that we we could just talk a little bit about? Because it's been, I went to Canada, uh, so yeah. it's been a couple weeks since we recorded. I watched all of the Resident Evil series. Um, How there's been was a, it? You know? Oh, <laughs> it's a TV show. It's, I've heard it's bad, and I told someone it was bad, it's, so I hope I was not wrong. It's it's very campy and silly and nonsensical. Um, is Leon in it? No, he is not. Then I don't care. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot of Resident Evil news lately. Mm-hmm. We got the additional DLC pack coming up for... Dead by Daylight. True. There's the Resident Evil Village DLC, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. looks rad. There's the Resident Evil Humble Bundle thing. Yeah. So so I am thriving over here and also <laughs> crying because I don't have thriving. the money to buy all of these things. Yeah. But also there's a lot of like, I feel like there's been a lot of uh, horror news. Oh my God. There's been so much horror news. I am like living. I was literally talking to News Notre Dame. I was like, I am eating well. Like, there's just so much coming out. We got, like, we got confirmation of another Scream movie. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Halloween. Yeah, we got, like, three <laughs> three Guillermo del Toro projects coming out, like, relatively so soon. So happy for him. Yeah, Pinocchio, uh, Cabinet of Curiosities. What's the other one? It'll come to me. I will think about it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I cannot remember now off the top of my head. I'm sure it will be good. <laughs> yes. Actually, can I, can I, I don't think I've had the opportunity to talk about this yet. I did on stream. I did on stream and, and you missed it because I think you were working. Probably. Uh, we, no, we talked about it. We talked about it very briefly oh. um, because uh, I was under the false impression that the next Halloween movie takes place directly after Halloween Kills. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. It does not. It does not. Um, because that would be too much. The the man kills like 50 people over yeah. the span of two movies and that, that take place in the same day slash night. So that would be a lot. No, the next Halloween movie does an anime time skip of four years. Oh so, my God. What's he been doing for four years? Oh wait, we <laughs> talked about this. Yes. He is quarantined. Yes. So <laughs> there is a there's a four year gap between these two movies. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Some things that happened uh, between the four-year gap. Uh, the COVID-19 pandemic happens in the <sighs> Halloween universe. I just, I, I. As do uh, what I think, uh, what is his name? David Allen Green or whatever. Some funky politics, I think <sighs> is what he calls it. Oh my God, please. No. <laughs> so Michael Myers was definitely around uh, during the 
you know, failed January 6th and uh, during COVID-19 and just was like, you know what? They're all going through a lot. I'm going to take a step back and just vibe for a couple years until we can return to normal. The last thing we saw of him, he's like, I am. Or they're talking about how he's like evil incarnate now and can't die. (laughs) And all these evil things are happening. He's like, that's too evil. But what? Uh No. It's going to come out that like he was at the insurrection or whatever. (laughs) Michael Myers in the background. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh man. That movie's going to be such a fucking shit show. It's going to be so bad. I forgot. I think me and you were talking about how bad it's going to be. At the same time, someone messaged me and was like, I'm so excited. And I felt so bad because I I didn't have anything nice to say. (laughs) I was like, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. It's going to be bad. But in better news, we've got Cabinet of Curiosities. We got Nope is still in theaters. Yeah. We're finally seeing that. that Maybe we could talk about that because I've heard there's a lot to talk about. That would be fun. There's going to be a new Evil Dead movie. New Evil Dead movie. They can't decide if it's going to go to theaters or if it'll just be like a straight HBO Max release, I think. I need to watch all the other Evil Dead stuff still. Wendell and Wild is coming out in October. There's That's so the much. Jordan Peele stop motion project, and I'm very oh, excited yeah. for that. Very excited. Mm-hmm. I've been I'm, I'm all caught up on what we do in the shadows. I'm not, but I love that show. I need to catch up. I love what we do in the shadows. It's so good. It's so funny. Nadia is like who I aspire to be. I want to be like Nadia. She's so great. Let's see if I just search Guillermo del Toro. Upcoming stories. I'm sad that he's not on the Haunted Mansion project, so I'm kind of skeptical of it now. It says, wait, when did when did he drop out? Uh, I just think it's not his script at all. Like, I think they're just doing something else. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I see a June 3rd article that says at that time he was a co-writer and producer of Haunted Mansion. Oh, maybe he is then. Oh, Just and they're working and they're working on Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark too. Oh yeah, I loved Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. That would be a fun one to cover. Yeah, I love that. That's a good intro to horror, I feel like. For sure. Film. Like like if someone's like, I never watch horror. I don't know what to watch. Don't tell them hereditary or some shit. You know, <laughs> tell them what scary stories to tell in the dark, uh, Monster House, you know. Coraline. Coraline. Like, I don't know. I There's people who are just like, oh, you can watch The Witch. Don't do that to people. <laughs> the Witch. <laughs> the Witch. Sometimes goats are just hot men in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> That's my entire summary of The Witch. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of really cool stuff uh, yeah. either already out or coming out very soon. And I'm sure we'll talk more about it. We have so much to talk about. I also want to talk about, I don't know, should I reveal what I want to talk about? Sure. I don't mind. Um, the next animated movie I want to talk about is not technically a horror according to its genre, but it's called The House and it's on Netflix. And I really want to talk about it because mm-hmm. the second part is very disturbing. <laughs> I thought about watching Mad God, that stop motion movie that took like 20 years to produce because I've heard it is very trippy and weird, but I don't know if it would necessarily be like something for us to 
cover. talk about? Like if it's horror enough? Well, it's on Shutter, but it's just like so. Oh, that'd be like covering La Casa Lobo. Like I don't want to do that. Yeah, it's so it's so acid trippy that I just would not even know where to start. This what? is a very simple plot of a movie, and I feel like I tripped over myself a couple times. So I don't know. If... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe let me warm up to like the the broader themes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you sent this to me. Yeah. It looks very interesting. It, it does, like, I'd be down to watch this sometime. But yeah, I don't know about covering it. The characters look really cool. I like the main character. I love a masked character, though. A masked stop motion character. Yeah. We'll have to watch that sometime. Shout outs to stop motion making a comeback. Thank God. Heck yeah. I've missed stop motion. Like the last big stop motion film I can think about is like Coraline. Right. Like, there hasn't been one. Well, I mean, the house now, but, like, now we're seeing, like, that. Wendell Wild, Mad God. There's a Brazilian stop-motion film that came out recently. Heck yeah. Yeah, stop-motion. This is now a stop-motion and puppet podcast segment. <laughs> no, I'm just oh, kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just talk about creepy dolls for an hour. I'm out of here. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, thank y'all. I can't wait to record more. Yeah, and thank you for listening to our wild tangent here at the very end i Um, love the wild tangents there's just a lot to talk about there's so much we love horror yay yay (laughs) so uh we'll see y'all in the next one bye bye you've been listening to monster masquerade if you enjoyed this episode be sure to let us know somewhere on the internet and consider sharing the show with a friend if you have a suggestion or topic you'd like to see us discuss Hop on over to our Patreon to unlock exclusive bonus content and do just that. And we'd super appreciate it if you could leave us a review on iTunes. It's the fastest way to help the show grow. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find podcasts. Press F to pay your respects for Final Girls. Final Girls.